Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes. Now, now, they're certainly scared of Bernie Sanders, but a lot of them might think want to see Bernie Sanders. They, they, they <laughs> thought that Biden was, was going to be the, uh, the candidate most likely to beat Trump. But, you know, when you come in fourth and fifth in, in two straight races, that's, that's not a good sign. I, I really think that the media, look, they're, they're going to get all their act together, and whoever, they, whoever comes up in this, they're going to they're coalesce behind, and they, they, that person will be the greatest person ever. But right now, I see them kind of floundering all over the place, and they don't know who the alternative should be. Um, I couldn't agree um, more with you. Absolutely. Um, the, the point is, the media shouldn't care who, who it is. Um, that that's the thing that bothers me. The media is there to report it, not to be the. Uh, that's old. That's old time thinking. Well, I'm an old timer. What can I time. say? <laughs> <laughs> now, look, you're a hundred percent right. But I think in the last uh, look, I even think it predated Donald Trump a little bit uh, by a few years. I think in the last five, six years, the media, the so-called mainstream media, has thrown off any pretense of 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 just reporting what's going on and and they become kind of political activists kind of like we had around the turn of the century and and i don't see them putting that genie back in the bottle i think in my lifetime but right now they're they're riding on the coattails of oh trust us we're, we're not here to to spin your opinion we're here just to to report the facts and you guys know that's just not the case anymore well in my, in my view i think the media has uh, um uh, abandoned any pretense that they say that they're they're uh, impartial. Um, uh, if if you look at it, how do we choose uh, uh, what channel we look at, or what newspaper we read, or or what radio station we we uh, listen to, uh, or podcast for that matter? Um, uh, uh, people are self-selecting, and that's why uh, I'd like to ask your opinion. Um, uh, it, shouldn't people recognize the fact that if Fox is is the number one uh, outlet, media outlet, it must mean pe- people are there because they want to be there. Therefore, uh, a majority of the people, or, or plurality, um, are therefore uh, view themselves as more conservative than, uh, I, I don't like the word progressive, I like the word liberal. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. I mean, I mean, look, there are three major online cable news providers, and then a couple smaller ones like Headline News and some of some of the far ones. And you know, two of them are very, very blatantly being pro Democrat, and one of them is blatantly now being pro pro Republican. Countries split about fifty fifty, and if you look at the ratings, Fox is usually equal to MSNBC and CBS, uh, CNN combined on most days. And, you know, it's like if, if, if half of your town loved hot dogs and the other half of your town loved hamburgers and there was a bunch of hamburger restaurants and you were the only hot dog guy, yeah, you'd do pretty well. you get about half the market, and that's exactly kind of what's happening with, with their numbers. Well, yeah, um, I, I'd like to explore that further with you, if I may, uh, because, uh, well, you're closer to it than I am, 
but but my feeling and my uh, in my travels across the, the country there's a lot of people who uh, are very quiet about how they feel and they have been uh, cowed by uh, the, the liberal side uh, and uh, to me what is more dangerous than anything else is the fact that uh, uh, dissent has been uh, silenced and uh, by the, by the name of PC um, what do you say to that I think there's a good uh, I think there's a, that's a good and and you know it's not even a theory that's 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 the fact I mean look America's pretty much divided even the last the last three or four presidential races, it's been within a handful of a few points one way or another, you know, 47 to 52 or whatever that is. So, I mean, America is pretty much split R versus D. I, I tell you where the fight is really coming is, is online these days. And, and more and more what you say is absolutely 100% true that people are now outside of radio, outside of, you know, one Republican leaning channel on, on TV people have their debates online and, and Facebook and Twitter and, and, and Google and more and more every day I see under the guise of protection, under the guise of you can't be mean, under the guise of a lot of things, you've got 25-year-olds in San Francisco deciding who, who can talk, who can't talk, what things should be elevated, what things should be, should be dropped. Look, even today, YouTube took down a video of Rand Paul speaking on the floor of the Senate. Now, they did that because he mentioned the name of, of the whistleblower, and that's violating their policy. So you literally have the place that most Americans get their video from de deciding to delete videos from the floor of the United States Senate during a hearing because they think it's dangerous content that violates their standards. That's just bother people. That's scary. No, um, um, I, I had re I had reported on his name. I got tipped down. My, my my reporting was taken off of YouTube. It was taken off of Instagram. It was taken off of Facebook. Twitter kept it up, and Google said we can't run ads on those pages where you mention mention his name on your website. So that's creeping more and more, and it's a bunch of kids in the in the San Francisco Bay Area who are making those decisions. And, and, and to me. That is uh, extraordinarily scary. Uh, don't you think that that's the case? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's you know they then get to decide well what's normal, what's uh, you know, and and the press has always kind of been this way. That yeah, they're always the cool kids club, and the you know they always did their best to make Fox News, for instance, look like the crazy outliers. They were like, we're the cool kids club. This is how people think. And that's at NBC, CBS, CNN, ABC, and those those wacky guys off to the right. Man, they're conservative. I can't tell you how often I, I get a call from a reporter saying, you know, we're doing a story on, you know, Fox and how they're supporting the president. And I say, you know, are, are you at least going to mention that all of the other outlets oppose them? I mean, you know, and, and that was a, an exact 180 from when Donald, from, you know, before Trump was president. You know, they... I tell you, when when Obama was was president, the, the mainstream media acted like his uh, acted like they worked for him. It was pretty incredible. I often say that uh, if uh, Obama had done what uh, President Trump had done, they would be nominating him for sainthood. You know, he could probably single handedly cure the coronavirus, and he'd be attacked for it. I think. Well. Um, 
Well, uh, uh, I don't know if you just saw that this came across the, uh, uh, my screen that the uh, Attorney General Barr has just said that uh, he can't do his job because of uh, uh, President Trump's tweets. Uh, I don't know if you see it. It just came across the wire. I had meant that. Is that the, well, look, I mean, the last, I mean, yeah, well, here's another example of, of, of their, them trying to cancel them. I mean, the concept that, that major Democrats have been asking Twitter to take down the president's Twitter feed is, you know, is, that's something else. Could you imagine saying, hey, that's like if, if Roosevelt did his fireside chats and his opponent said, he, he shouldn't be on the radio. <laughs> um, no, I didn't see the bar thing. And look, Barr's been a pretty, Barr's been a pretty strong defender of, of the president. Um, I'm sure the president's tweets drive some of them crazy sometimes because he jumps in the middle of things. But that's his style. His style is to, is to is break stuff and rebuild it, not, not to go along and get along. Uh, absolutely. If you really look at it, uh, his, his tweets are the equivalent of FDR's fireside chats. FDR went over the uh, uh, heads of the, uh, um, the the media at that time, the newspapers, and talked directly to American people. And to me, the great line is when during the bank crisis, he said, "I give you my word, the banks are sound," and everybody believed them and put their money back in the bank. Um, the trouble is, yeah, I wasn't uh, around. I wasn't around then, but I think you're right. Uh, unfortunately, I was. What can I tell you? Uh, <laughs> uh, but but the uh, the real point about it is that every time uh, President Trump says something, there are fifteen people that try to find out how he lied, and how how can a leader lead in that situation? You know, it's tough. I mean, look, the the, the flip side to that is 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 Donald Trump used that tactic by the press to his advantage. And, and here's, here's how I see that, that, that he did. He will, he will often say things that are 20% over the top, or just, just either things he shouldn't say, or if there's 10 Cadillacs out in the field, he'll say there was 12 Rolls Royces. I mean, he does do that. And then what happens is the press goes bananas because they hate him. He lied. There's only 20. There's 10 cars out there, and they're not even Rolls Royces. And then for a couple days, everybody's talking about, hey, the, the cars out in that field, were they, were they Cadillacs or Rolls Royces? And they're talking about what Trump wanted them to say. And they're talking about the thing. So great example. He, he, he remember when uh, I think the government was under a little shutdown, and he had uh, – a basketball team over who won whatever whatever championship, and he served them a bunch of hamburgers and 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 McDonald's and fast food in there. All the guys, all the guys loved it. He said there was a thousand burgers there; they were stacked a mile high. He literally got the press to fact check how many hamburgers were there. Of course, he was, you know, there, was there was like five hundred and sixty there, not not a thousand. And literally, and I've cut this article, the Washington Post look to see how high each one of those burgers would, would be if you put them end to end and said, no, it's not a mile high. It would have only gone 520 feet higher, whatever, whatever the number was. And I thought, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tactic that borderlines on genius because he just knows he can go overboard enough that, his, that you know, supporters and normal people will be like, yeah, yeah he didn't mean 1,000, 500, 200, whatever. He meant a lot of burgers. And the press, in their in their 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 just overwhelming desire to kill him, 
go and then give his, 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 his you know, pay more attention to him. He did it through the primary. He did it from the day he came down the escalator to, to, to run for president. Do you remember where he talked about, about the Mexicans? He's like, they're not sending the best. They're sending some murderers and rapists and, and some good people, too, I, I assume. And then the press said, Donald Trump called every Mexican a murderer. And, and, and everybody, and, and that's, he used that strategy. I don't know if he figured it out on his TV show or, or in, uh, you know, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a builder in New York, but, you know, it's worked for him. I don't know if you saw uh, the column on Monday, um, I forget the columnist of the Wall Street Journal, pointing out that as everybody's been taking shots at uh, Trump, his uh, cabinet officials have been quietly reshaping the government. Uh, uh, It's something I've been saying for a long time. But finally, um, it was recognized in the column in the the Wall Street Journal. To to me, uh, Trump... uh, and I don't know how anybody could take the shots he's been taking all these these three years, and get up in the morning uh, and go go back and do the job. But it, but it's amazing. We're talking about a uh, uh, a lot of other people who would wilt under that barrage, and I think the Democrats thought he would wilt. You know, I mean, all of the other all of the other Republicans running against them did wilt, and 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 look, I'm kind of a believer that that the times create the man as much as the man is there for the times, and I think that his style. Look, he ran for president a few times and got a few percentage of of, of the vote, but when it came to the the way that the press deals with, especially Republicans, and punch them in the face and whatnot, his his brash. Call me that, and I'll smile and pop it right back to your style. I think worked because of the new media that we have going on right now. I, again, I mean, we see proof in the pudding. He ran a few times before and never really was taken all that seriously, but now he was the only guy who could stand up to the media because you know, I mean, now now it's like every Republican they just pull out their cards out of their pocket and it's like you're a racist because of X or you're a sexist or you're some other is. And he was the only one that could roll with it and 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 thrive off of it. Uh, IQ, you've been awfully quiet. Don't you want to say anything? I would, but you were talking, so I can't interrupt you, would I? I wouldn't do that. I'm polite. I'm not a <laughs> Democrat. If I were a Democrat, it would have been a different story. Mm. Yes, my my two cents is simple. The reason nobody has been equal to Donald Trump is not because only of his not none being not being a politician but the twitter they condemn him for twitter but without the twitter he wouldn't have succeeded he would still not succeed without twitter why because this is the only way he can approach directly to the american people directly true he might exaggerate but he doesn't lie and there's a difference between exaggerating and lying a mile high number of burger is not the same thing as Lying about it. I mean, he's exaggerating. So bloody what? What's the big? What's the big deal? There's nothing. But he does it on purpose. He does it on purpose. If I remember correctly, it was estimated that before he became president, the exposure by the media to him could have been worth a billion dollars. He saved a billion dollars. They made him the president. The media made him president, free of charge. Am I right, sir? What do you think? 
God, and that makes uh, makes total sense. Um, yeah, no, he he played them like a fiddle, but like 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 he also said, it's it's probably tough to take those shots all the time. But he he seems to get up smiling every morning. He is really superhuman, honestly. I mean, look, he's not young, and he lives twenty four hours a day. He's alive twenty four hours a day. He tweets at any time, night or day. How many people can withstand? Even young people could do, couldn't, you know, survive such a, uh, a routine. And the most important thing is, he has absolutely an armored uh, soul. Nobody can touch him. All the insults, all the innuendos, all the impeachments, all of them, never affected him. He knew he would win, and he will win. There's no question about it. If there is no catastrophe happening between now and November, there is no human being on planet Earth who can defeat Donald Trump. Tell me I'm wrong in November. Well, my question, uh, I don't know if you saw today in the Gallup poll said that 61% of, of those polls said that they were uh, better off today than they were three years ago. Uh, I don't know if you saw that survey, the highest that they had ever recorded. What do you think about that? And what is the... So I, you know, I kind of hate polls because, you know, three years ago we were all showed that all the pollsters were wrong on things. But Gallup has had some very good polls for the president. I mean, certainly the one that came literally the day after he was in uh, acquitted of impeachment and showed him at his personal high better than he'd ever been in, in his entire time. But I really do think that that number, and, and they came out with that, yeah, just today or yesterday, where, they, where six out of ten Americans said they're better off than they were three years ago when, when he took office. And about that same number credit him for the improvement. Um, those, are, those are numbers it's hard, it's hard to beat. Those, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you can run around and say, well, the GDP didn't grow. I mean, I saw something that, you know, that was written by a, a sitting senator explaining how the economy is really not that good uh, because the third quarter growth of Obama was actually better than this or that. And I'm like, I don't know all that stuff. But the average person's like, hey, I'm doing better. And, you know, that's, that, that, that's hard to then let's, let's toss the president out, be, you know, even though my life is better. You know, especially if he's going to be running up against a communist or, or you know, some of those other ones who don't really seem to have a firm comprehension of, of what the economy is all about. Well, um, my own feeling is that it's going to uh, turn out that it's going to be the governor from California that's eventually going to uh, be the nominee. Well, since I live in California, that would be good because maybe we could maybe we could ship them out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, look, every every four years I read the stories, the brokered convention, and there'll be a surprise this or a surprise that. You know, maybe. Uh, you know, it's, it's it, you know right now it's certainly very fractionalized on on the left, and there, there you know there was no there's no clear front runner. But we've also had two small states, and we've got 48 bigger ones to go. Um, you know, normally this stuff all, all settles after, after, you know, after they get going on that. So maybe I can't imagine all those guys who, who work for two years going and, and, and tossing it to, to, to Gavin Newsom just or, or somebody who hadn't gone through that process. But, you know, who knows, I guess. Well, I, I, I don't, but I just can't see it. Um, any candidate that's in the field right now, 
of being able to move to the center to win this election outside of uh, Trump. Yeah, I mean, you know, they will all who who so so look, it'll winnow down to, to, to somebody and it will probably be a you know, you got your far left versus your left. In other words, somebody like a Bernie versus somebody who is either more centrist or perceived as being more centrist, like a Buttigieg, he's pretty lefty, but he but he's temperamentally not uh, kind of kind of nicer and, and more centrist. I mean, I think Bloomberg has the window of, of, okay, if everybody's all over the map and I'm coming in spending two, three, four, five hundred million dollars, he spent, he spent $1.7 million in one day in buying Facebook ads. He's spending over a million dollars a day now just on Facebook. He spent well over a hundred million dollars in TV ads down in, down in the States. That said, you know, he kind of looks like Mr. Magoo, so I'm not sure how, uh, not sure how, 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 you know, you can't necessarily buy your way into the presidency, but you can buy getting people to pay attention to you. So whoever it is will absolutely try to try to make it seem that they're, that they're more centrist than probably they are. Cause there really is no centrist person running for president. A couple of them were, I mean, I actually thought that the, uh, the young guy out of Montana, governor of Montana, Steve Bullock, you know, when you've got a Democrat who can win statewide in Montana, which is a pretty red state, and work with Republicans there, okay, that, that's somebody who's like, okay, that, that person can at least claim the mantle of I can get swing voters. But, you know, he didn't even get past, and he didn't even get into the debates before he had to drop out. It's interesting. I was on a radio program um, in Des Moines this morning, uh, and they were. T we ended up talking about him, and he, had, uh, for some reason, uh, the uh, the host there said he had a very good uh, reputation in Iowa, and uh, was perceived as perhaps someone who could be a, a compromise candidate. He thought, and uh, s several other people on the program said the same thing. But I had never really looked at him because uh, he could never get through the, the noise of, of the rest of, uh, of the other candidates. When you have 26 candidates, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's only so much attention you can pay to anything. I mean, half, half those candidates, if they walked into my office, I don't know if I'd recognize them. I mean, that, that's just part of it. Yeah, um, the other side of it, I don't know if you've ever seen, seen them. Um, uh, of the movie Advise and Consent. It's amazing how how our world has changed in, in just the 50 years since that movie was made and how we've, we've so lost touch with our politic politicians, we only see them on television. Uh, it, it, to me, it's the saddest thing about it. What do you say to that? Oh, I wasn't around in the, I wasn't around in the late 50s, early 60s. I got a feeling politicians are always politicians. <laughs> um, I could be I could be wrong, but but you know I I I, I don't know I I, uh, I just uh, you know the guy who stands up and says hey I want to run this place everybody follow me that's that's a rare breed and some of them have their hearts in the right place some of them, some of them are are padding their own resume and their own egos. Um, I suspect that in the Roman times there were some good politicians and there were some. You know, there were some guys that were trying to get elected to the Roman Politburo or whatever, the Roman Senate back then by offering, 
you know, free wine and free circuses and free bread and who's going to pay for it. Nobody, you know, it was probably the same crap going on back then. I'll, I'll never forget when I went to the, uh, the museum. Um, it's, a, it's a newspaper and, and media museum in, uh, in Washington, D.C. And, and they, they keep old newspapers from, you know, under glass and, and some of them are from the late 1800s. And you look at them, it's like, you know, they were bitching about the same stuff they're bitching about now. I mean, yes. some of them, you're like, you're like, it was literally like, like, oh, the Palestinians are throwing rocks at the other guys and this and that and, and, and a scandal in the White House. And I'm like, you know, we have a tendency to think that the whole world's just about us right now. I, I, I got a feeling we're just on a, on a, on a merry-go-round that just uh, we get on and off at certain points in our life. Couldn't agree with you more. I have, uh, Paul Molshine is a, is a columnist here in New Jersey, the Star Ledger, and he, he had a great line a couple of weeks ago. He said, I used to idolize politicians till I started covering them. <laughs> you know, I've worked with politicians. I, I, so I've worked in campaigns before I got into news many, many years ago, actually with Roger Ailes, uh, who was my, <laughs> my boss for, for 30 years of my life, 20 of them at, at Fox News. And what I usually saw was the younger ones, when they first got into it, there was a lot of idealism and, and really, not all of them, some of them were scumbags from the get-go, just wanting to, you know, wanting to pad their own, their own, their own nest. But I, I saw that a lot of it was, was, you know, again, the younger ones were, were ide ideological, wanted to change the world, wanted to make it better. And then just kind of like a teacher who's had the same job for 20 years, as they went up through the system, they, they, they often would lose their way and become a little bit less, you know, less good and, and more what you think of in a, in a typical politician. Could not agree with you more. A 15-plus uh, 15 year career could not agree with you more. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, Ken, I, I know that we have a couple more minutes with you before we've got to let you go. I know that you've got a very busy schedule. Uh, t tell us about your uh, news operation and how we can get a hold of you and everything. Well, the best way to do it is, is it's LaCourt News. It's humbly named after myself, L-A-C-O-R-T-E News. Uh, we spend a lot of time looking at media bias. We, we, we take a look at some of the top stories of the day. We do spend a whole lot of time looking at this kind of ever-encroaching uh, censorship going on. And, uh, and, and we're starting to actually, you know, I, I, I got into this thinking that, wow, maybe there's a centrist road in here. But I, I, I really do think that kind of exposing how much of the media is, is not trying to present a fair picture but is actually trying to get you to vote a certain way I think that that's something that this generation really needs to understand. We need to, they, they need to see exactly how much they're being spun out there because... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.